Tennessee is reeling from deadly tornadoes that raced across the state in the early morning hours of March 3rd. And the cleanup and recovery, the physical and the emotional, will take months, perhaps even years. But what about the timing of these destructive storms? Tornadoes in the dark. Hello, I'm Charles Denny. This is AgCast, brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. I'm joined today by climatologist Joanne Logan with UTIA Biosystems Engineering and Soil Science. Joanne, thanks so much for being here. Tell us a little bit, first of all, about what you do in your job. You teach, you do research, you do many things. Talk about what you do in your job. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, probably the biggest part of my job right now is I teach a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do teach a, a class in climate change, but it does relate uh, a little bit more to agriculture and right. forestry and environmental science than just you know, human impacts on humans and things mm -hmm. like that. I'm obviously interested in those topics. That's not what I study. Um, I'm looking more for um, when I teach and when I research into uh, impacts on agriculture. Right, yeah, and, and you wanted to emphasize you're not a, a tornado expert, uh -huh. but, but obviously you know a lot more about the weather than most of us. So yeah, yeah talk, Joanne, just about, uh, but you have studied some about tornadoes, and, and Tennessee is not really a tornado alley like we see Oklahoma and Kansas, but we do seem to at least see some here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about that, and, and we see them at night. Uh, we have a high percentage, we have the highest percentage of our tornadoes occurring at night. Do we know why that, that happens in Tennessee? Um, well, it takes some really unique um, uh, characteristics of the atmosphere. First of all, you have to have a big thunderstorm system coming through, uh, uh, mesocyclones and things, and you have to have what they call a supercell mm -hmm. coming through. So there's certain, it's not, not every thunderstorm can spurn tornadoes. So we have that. Um, there's not many places in the world that have strong tornadoes. It's, in fact, we're like like king of all of that, you know, in this part, just the U.S., anywhere from, you know, Tornado Alley to what they're now calling the Dixie Alley, mm -hmm. which would be more of the Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee. A lot of the world gets tornadoes, but they're the much, you know, um, mm -hmm. they're not the mesocyclonic ones. They're not the big, huge ones. They're just F, uh, EF zeros, EF ones. Just by comparison, the one that uh, Nashville, I think they just classified as an EF four, right. which is considered con, uh, that's considered severe. It would look like we get more tornadoes than we used to, but the reporting's better. The big tornadoes they've probably been reported since you know the whole hundred years. I mean, people don't miss them, so we've known kind of, and, and those have not increased actually even in the um, tornado alley the number of those really big large tornadoes uh, what we're seeing is what seems like an increase of the smaller tornadoes the f-zeros ef-1s ef-2s which cause mostly minor damage uh, but it's probably reporting <laughs> just more storm spotters out there in fact it was a storm spotter who first picked up the storm coming through mm -hmm. heading to nashville so they're the ones that first noticed it before midnight before it got there Right, and, we, so, and you told me that about 46% yes. of our tornadoes occur at night. Yeah. That's the number. Yes, it is, which is, uh, that was a study by um, mm -hmm. a colleague over in geography done um, uh, several years ago, 2016. I think she based it on the 1950 to the 2013 record. 
and was kind of surprised because we didn't quite, you know, realize mm -hmm. that because you still always think of thunder, uh, thunderstorms and tornadoes being in the late afternoon. Um, but it does take a special situation of uh, dry air loft, so it's usually coming in from the west-southwest, mm -hmm. along coupled with the warm, moist air coming in from the Gulf. And we've been seeing at night where we still have that warm air pushing up from the Gulf. Mm -hmm. So it just seems that could be why we seem to be seeing more tornadoes in Dixie Alley. Plus, you have to have things like wind, wind shear, you've got to have rotation, lots of other factors too. So for some reason, and you know, I've, I've looked, I've checked, it's like we're still not really sure. Mm -hmm. Somehow we tend in Tennessee to have though that combination of factors more common at night mm -hmm. than a lot of other places do. Most mm -hmm. other places, everything settles down at night. You might have a thunderstorm come through, but you don't have that really unstable air and that rotation that we, for some reason, seem to be seeing at night. So there's a kind of unclear, um, we only get 20 to 30 tornadoes a year. We've had some worse years, 2011, we had 45 tornadoes. Mm. Uh, the U.S. as a whole gets 1,200, 1,500 tornadoes a year, but only a handful of the big big right. ones, like the one we saw here in Nashville. But yeah, so, you, yeah. So we, you know, I, I saw in the, the Tennessean and Knoxville News Sentinel newspaper today, they did a timeline of, of where it hit and at what time. And, it was Benton County about 11 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, that's when the storm spawned. Right. It was, uh, it was about a little after midnight, Nashville, and then by 2 a.m., Cookville. So, uh, unfortunately, that is a time when most of us are asleep. Yeah. And we may not hear. I mean, my kids who live in Nashville, one heard a thing on her phone. The uh, My son didn't hear it. Um, so that makes these nighttime tornadoes kind of dangerous. They are very dangerous. And mm -hmm. in fact, that Dixie Alley, not just Tennessee, but Mississippi mm -hmm. and Arkansas, Missouri, uh, Alabama, uh, they're all seeing this increase in, in fatalities especially, is, is especially high at night. Uh, just that residential homes in general aren't as secure as being in an office building or being in a Walmart or being in a mm -hmm. church. or So those structures that you might be in during the day are usually more sturdy, a school, a university, mm -hmm. um, than you would be in just a one mm -hmm. or two story home. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, what, uh, what kind of advice would you give, uh, give people to, uh, you know, regarding this? It, it helps to have um, uh, warnings on your mobile device. Oh, yeah, and definitely, warnings on your mobile device and set to, you know, actually go off so you hear it at night mm -hmm. would be super important. Um, I, it's, a lot of places still have sirens. My mm -hmm. daughter, she was an old hickory and they actually yeah. had sirens going off. Yeah, so that definitely would be it. And I guess if you get the warning, take it seriously. I know mm -hmm. folks get, can get pretty lackadaisical. You know, they, oh, they give us warnings all the time, but you know, we didn't have one. Mm -hmm. Well, all they can do is tell you that the signature is there and that mm -hmm. it's likely but you know they can't always predict exactly where it's going to hit. Right. Um, so yeah, so probably take it seriously, just like flooding and everything else, and get to an interior room. A lot of houses these days are built on slabs, mm -hmm. so they don't have basements, which would be the safer place to go. So just an interior room, preferably away from windows. But you know, you did mention the length of it, and um, that is seems to be a little more common at night 
that they tend to stay on the ground a little bit longer. And I think they're still on the fence about whether it was one tornado or two tornadoes. It's hard to tell, you know, does one just jump back up again into the storm and then come down again? Or does it just go up and end and then a new one forms? So I still think it's they're kind of um, haven't quite decided. Uh, you know, they did jump up the number for sure because when they first were reporting, they were saying it was probably an EF2. And then they said, oh, no, it's probably looking at the damage that thought it was an EF3. But the latest I've heard it was rated as an EF4. And the, so the highest is EF5. So EF4 is pretty, pretty severe. Maybe, you know, it used to be tornado season was, you know, April to September. That was it. And, you know, we've gotten some pretty bad ones in February, January. So there is some concern that the season might get a little longer, especially in the spring. It might start to shift more towards February or March and not be this big peak that we get in April and May. It may still be there, but we may start to see a few more early in the year. Joanne, thanks so very much for your time. Oh, you're welcome, and be safe out there. Good advice, and thank you for listening. I'm Charles Denny. For more real-life solutions provided by the UT Institute of Agriculture, go to our website at ag.tennessee.edu.